Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's just so weird what perspective and time and like these big life moments that fucking suck and hurt so much, but they make you grow so, so much. Yeah. Those comments aren't what made me leave this this man. Like it was like having to come from a really deep sense of I want more for myself. My self-respect has showed up to the game and it's different now. Hello, hello friends. Welcome back to Acting My Age podcast with me, Rohini Elise. Happy fucking Wednesday. We have a Wait, isn't it Tuesday? No. But it comes out on Wednesday. on Wednesday. Oh, guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Guys, I'm so sorry. Sorry. Okay. No, okay. no, no. It's okay. I like that. Add some character. So as you can now tell, we have some guests on the podcast tonight. We have my best friend in the whole world, Catherine, who's been on here a lot of times. She's my main bitch, and you guys know a lot about her already, So, and she's highly requested. She's basically a celebrity guest star on this podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then we also have Amber. Hey, guys. Who is also <laughs> one of my very bestest friends. We're, like, reconnecting now. She and Catherine um, played volleyball together in high school, and that's how I met her. And then we reconnected when I moved back, and now we just hang out a lot, and it's really fun. And I feel like we are um, East Side hoes. Yeah, <laughs> East Side hoes, and also just like confidants for each other, especially today. Like we just, I was like, guys, I'm really stressed, and we all went on a walk, and I ranted and cried and talked about our feelings, and it's just really nice. We're all there for each other. So, um, I thought that these ladies had a lot of nice things to share that could potentially help a lot of you guys listening, or at least just sound kind of familiar and make you feel like you're not alone. So, um, yeah, this podcast is mostly going to be on relationships and the many forms they can take and all the things we can learn from them. And yeah, I think it's good to have other, uh, perspectives cause I'm fucking married at 23, which is really <laughs> weird. So I think it's good to have different perspectives, um, on. So yeah. Good for you though. Welcome guys. <laughs> we love that for you. I'm so happy you're here. And um, also if you're listening, don't forget to go to the YouTube channel because there's a video version of this and it's going to be way more fun to watch because we're drinking wine. We're hanging. You can see our facial expressions. I'm literally holding a crystal and they're holding wine and she's holding crystal. So it's, it's fun to watch it. So just go to the YouTube channel, Acting Mage Podcast. And yeah, let's get into it. Thanks for tuning in. said hi yet really so you, they know whose voice is who okay um hey everyone i'm amber <laughs> and i'm Catherine, <laughs> and we're so excited to be on here today this is my first time so i'm a little nervy if i'm being honest but <laughs> i feel like i'm just vibing with my girlfriend so you know and talking about important things that i hope that everyone can kind of relate to or mm-hmm. maybe if you don't maybe you know someone who could relate to this so 
I'm just excited to be here, and so thank you, Rohini, for having me. Thanks for But I'm excited to just hang out with my girls, have a little girl chat, and just kind of dive into some of the stuff that not we don't always talk about every day, right? So Yeah, important things that might not come up every day, but are super good. Um, okay, so I thought I wanted to start it off with Catherine giving y'all an update, because the last time <laughs> she was on this podcast, she was going to be moving to L.A., she just got out of a relationship, um, and things have really changed since that day. So if you want to just take it take it away, Kath. So much shit happened. You are a whole new woman. You're thriving. There's so much going on. Yeah, so that day when we recorded that podcast was very monumental. Yeah, big day. Yeah, big day, big transitioning day um, for the better. Um... Yeah, we talked about me moving to LA, no longer moving. Um, that's a big update. Uh, <laughs> Woo! Woo! She's since then, I've kind of just, uh, what's that called? Sprouted, I think. Ooh, she sprouted. <laughs> Transformed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just a, I'm a new girl, you know? I like shed my old snake skin, got rid of the fucking snakes. Got um, of the fucking snakes. And I just glow differently. She really does. She maybe really it's does. the skincare. Maybe it's... It's the wine. The wine? I don't know. Maybe it's a whole new person. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's the new... New me? New B? New, yeah, new me, new B, Bo. Who? Um, so what happened? Oh. <laughs> what happened that day after the yeah, podcast? So obviously I was sad. Everyone's sad after a breakup and they're hurt. Things and ended on a pretty good good terms we thought yes yeah we were gonna try and be friends and be in each other's lives because we were you know a big part of each other's lives for like eight years and then it took a turn for the worst now better actually but um he cheated on me uh I think he lied about his depression who knows but Basically, I just kind of left the whole situation feeling sorry for him and wanting to still give everything I got to like make this whole entire friendship work so we would stay in each other's lives. And then that night that we recorded the podcast, I had a sleepover with Heen, and then I found out kind of like how this whole thing went down and that I don't know how much I, I know I don't know how much I say. <laughs> Well, the tea is really strong. It's really hot tea. <laughs> hot, hot, piping tea. Hot, hot tea. So, yeah, I just got fucked over. Heard a lot. Cried a lot that night. And then we just got drunk. And then I was kind of like over it. And I didn't cry about it for, like, a couple months. Because I was just like, ah, oh, of course. Just, like, you know, icing on top of the cake. Of course, he would do this to me. It makes sense. Realizing a lot of things about the history of your relationship. Yeah. Like, I... Yeah. Basically, I'm just really nice, and I'm a pushover for the people I really like, and now I'm just got a heart of steel, and it's changed me. Okay, wait, I no. need to, I, need, I feel like I need to step in. I think okay. Kat, I remember her telling me these things, and I think... Uh-huh. Heart of steel my ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she she says she doesn't cry for months, but I don't know if that's 100% true, but she was very strong about the situation, Kat. Kat holds a certain grace and strength to herself when it comes mm-hmm. to every situation, so it was apparent in her breakup, but... um. I think validating those feelings or kind of just like working through those, it was a long relationship for you and, you know, unboxing all of the things that, you know, maybe were years before or maybe the more recent actions of, you know, the unfaithfulness and things like that. That was just a lot to unpack and it's not really the ideal year to do that or Mm -mm. COVID wasn't 
still mm-hmm. 21. I have hopes for you, dog, but not really. Um, so it was just a lot for you to unpack. And I think you're still working through it now, mm-hmm. but I, I, you have a, she has a lot of strength. And I don't think it was just like this whole episode happened for you and you were fine. Mm-hmm. I think you're, you went through a lot emotionally, maybe behind the scenes as you weren't always like very verbal about it. But I think it's mm-hmm. still a work in progress. And like, if this happened to you or things like that, like to feel emotional or to cry about it all the time and things like that, it's important to to know that, that, that that's normal. Like yeah. that's super yeah. normal. Um, and everyone processes things differently. So everyone's on a journey. But mm-hmm. I think she's just, Kath is just a really strong person. So yeah. I um, admire your, yes, your grace definitely. and your strength. Thanks, Sam Bam. Yeah, like I definitely was very sad and everything, but I think like when I did find out, that was already like a thing, like a month or so, maybe a month and a half, Mm. like out of like being separated and everything. We weren't living together anymore, and I was Mm -hmm. in my in between place, moving into your like moving into like a temporarily new like little cottage and stuff like that until I made my move to LA, (laughs) and then um, I think the distance really helped me realize it a lot quicker. Like I. I could have just like sat there and, and like been sad and like tried to get answers and everything like that from him, but mm-hmm. just this the space that we kind of established it just like made me like I was just so tired of like being upset and feeling sorry for myself and being like crying and just so sad all the time that I was like fuck like I'm like literally getting sucked dry like I I don't giving have, him your energy I don't have any more left in me to like cry like I literally couldn't cry after the next day I just like no tears left I would to cry. say it out loud. And then it was just kind of, like, comical at that point because I was like, oh, fucking course, bro. Like, this happens. Cherry on top of the fucking whatever cake it's called. And... <laughs> the shit cake. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just, like, made sense now that we were apart and I, I could see all the red flags much more clear after I've Would taken a step Would you be open back. to talking about some of the red flags? <laughs> <laughs> Where do I fucking start? <laughs> um, just in case anyone listening might relate. Yeah, like... That they might feel like triggered. I'm getting hot. <laughs> um, yeah, like some of the red flags were like, like diminishing my feelings or me being sensitive. Like I just, it was always kind of like if I wanted to share my feelings or open up or express something that I was upset about, it was more like, gosh, you're so sensitive or yes, you're like, always, yeah, like you're always so like dramatic or extra, or like, and it would just make me feel like. I had to just like bury all my feelings underneath the rug all the time mm-hmm. because if I said it out loud, then it's like, oh, I'm wasting his time. Or like I, I already, when I wanted to express my feelings, I knew what he was going to say back. Mm-hmm. So I would just kind of like, like stop. And then I would get defensive and be like, oh, like my feelings are valid. Like I need to share them with you. And then other times I would just be so emotionally exhausted that I, I just didn't even want to have that conversation. So I just would hold it all in. And then that kind of rolled into the habit of me holding it in and not expressing that to, like, my family or my friends. And so a bunch of my friends and family didn't even know what I was going through, like, for Mm -hmm. the past few years because I was like, I don't want to, like, explain this to my friends or family after we make up and, like, have to, like, re-up his reputation, you know, like, Mm -hmm. about, like, credit, what's that called? Make him credible again or have Mm -hmm. my friends and family trust him again. So I think a perfect example of that was when I found out, I think... We hadn't connected in a while. We've been mm-hmm. friends for a long time, and we played volleyball together. We were inseparable for a long time, and we kind of she went to college separately, and I did too. So, for me, when we reconnected, we've seen each other a few times on and off every year. But I think the most recent time was was it? I don't know what it Halloween. was. Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. Halloween. Um, I hadn't seen you in a while, and I was 
honestly expecting this person to be there. And I remember asking and granted, I had a few. <laughs> this is so bad. I had a few drinks in me and I was like excitedly like, oh, where is so and so? And that was the fucking wrong question to ask. That was the night, you know, who moved out. And um, <laughs> I wasn't going to go to the Halloween party at Rohini's house because... I just wanted to be like a sorry bitch and stay at home. But then Rohini was like, you can't just sit You're just going to be staring at your combined couple's costume in the box next to your bed and want to fucking die. So so I was like, I guess I'll come. And then that night I downloaded Tinder. Ah, which started a saga for us, which I (laughs) can't wait to talk about you guys. It's so funny. (laughs) Yep, downloaded Tinder and I was like, fuck it. Space cowgirl. Um, I got ready and then uh, right before I left, he got home. I was like packing up his stuff and then I was like trying to get answers and I was like, nah, fuck it. And I was like, I just went to Rohini's house. Then I got blackout drunk. <laughs> and then Amber and her twin arrived, Amanda, and she was like, oh, where's, you know, so and so? Yeah, where's so and so? And then. And I felt like absolute trash, you and guys. I, just, like, I, I saw the look on her face. Actually, I looked at Rohini first because usually this to our type of relationship, you would have just been like, oh, he's not, or like you just looked like. I mean, it was sad. It was so sad to see, but I, I looked at Rohini and I was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> I just hadn't heard a lot or we just hadn't been yeah. this close And it the just time. happened, too. It you was like you, didn't, day, you weren't, like, days. telling anybody, really. Yeah. yeah. I think the, fir- the only person I told was Ro- Rohini and then, like, even my other friends that reached out, like, I, I just didn't talk to anyone for, like, 10 days. Because I feel like you kind of thought it wasn't... You thought official. Official. You yeah. thought it might yeah. reverse or something might change. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't really... Hadn't really yeah. in yet. And it was, like, really, really recent. And so it was just, like, fresh wound. And it was, like, pouring salt water in it and everything. Yeah. And it was just, it was hard. But Amber asked My me. bad. <laughs> My bad. I think, I think it comes from you just, like, maybe thinking that it wasn't completely over or not, like, mm-hmm. wanting to have just to, like, defend him that. to me or whatever. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I get that. But I felt like crap. So, for the record. But, I mean, she was at a, she was with everyone. She was being her normal self. And, I mean, I, enough so that I asked about it. So, Kudos mm-hmm. to you, but I know behind the scenes you're obviously going through a lot, so it, I mean, there's a lot to that story, but I'll let you continue if yeah. you want to talk a little bit more. Yeah, so like we had that Halloween party, um, and like I don't think, I think I was trying to act okay and everything because like, you know, like Rohini like basically like dragged me, I was like, you need to come here and have fun, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, fine, but I like, I didn't look good, like I had just chopped off like 12 inches of my hair. Really she looked hot, everyone. Yeah, don't listen to really her, hot. seriously. I was like, I lost a You're putting a lot on a brave weight. face. No, I lost, like, I did, you did didn't a lot feel of healthy. Like, I lost, like, 20 pounds in, like, two weeks. I didn't eat, like, anything. And I was just, like, so sad I wasn't sleeping. Like, yeah. my eyes were puffy. Like, I just was, like, really trying to, like, okay, I just need to move on. But I was still living in our house together. And that was the day that he moved out. And so, like... I was just, like, reliving, like, our life together over and over again just by myself, though. And I was still not coming to terms. Like, I I tried, like, writing a letter, like, just confessing, like, my love and everything that I would do to, like, fix things. That was the and saddest thing. It was just, it was, like, the biggest, deepest, like, rejection that I've ever experienced in my life. And, and it just shows what kind of person you are. Like, yeah. literally, he breaks your heart, and you're just like, I'll do everything for you. Like, what do you need? I will literally do anything you want. Yeah, like, I... Like, I, and the things that I was, like, saying in the letter, like, I knew they were wrong. Like, I knew they weren't things that I should do and should put in a relationship. But I just thought, like, I need to just, like, One tell him what time. he wants to he- hear. Like, I need, this is my Hail Mary. Like, Did I was, you? like, begging. I was literally begging, like, on my, like, knees. And I was just, like, asking him not to, like, not to, like, do it. Because I just really thought that we would, like, work it yeah. out. Even though, like, a part of me, like, really deep down was, like, it's not going to work. Like, I knew that we shouldn't be together long term. 
but I, I was so so scared of like being on my own you had so many plans too for the yeah. future like we were looking at a house we were about to buy a house like we were like we have got a loan and serious, a mortgage serious. officer yeah. like everything and I was like really hesitant to like sign the paperwork for the bank and like the um, all these little the type, yeah like it was just like I felt like in my gut it was really wrong but I was like I'm so invested already like I just need to mm-hmm. Just sign the thing and get it over with, and I'll ride it out till I die, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, no, you, that's like it's not. Did you right ever thing. share? Did you ever share that letter with him, or is that just something you wrote yeah. personally? Yeah, okay. I, I, um, I wrote it when he was gone. Like mm-hmm. it was like a night that he didn't come home and everything, and I like wrote it. And then when he came home, like late at night, I wasn't sleeping, and I just like heard the door open. I ran downstairs, and I just like sat on the couch and asked him if I could read, like. Mm-hmm read him something I wrote and he said sure and then I read it out loud and I was just like bawling my eyes out and all he gave me was I'm sorry you feel that way so did you already talk about how he broke up with you basically because because that was like what was kind of once you found out that he was cheating on you and it wasn't like he just cheated on her once like he was Mm -hmm. actively cheating on her like he had Mm -hmm. another girlfriend yeah um, a work, a coworker, you might mm-hmm. say. Exposing. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever, whatever you're comfortable with. You don't have to say like yeah. total specifics, but um, no. Like the reason we broke up was, I mean, we were having sh- like problems and struggles um, all the way up, like really tough ones since I think like February. We broke up in October, and it was like tough in February. I went back to school in January, um, and in Pullman at Wazoo. And it was like an hour drive or a five hour drive, but we would see each other every weekend and everything. And then it was just getting really tough. And we would just try to like supplement it with like, let's go on this fancy date or let's like on a little, you know, couple's trip or like relax. And like we would try to like spoil each other so much that this like to cover all the like issues that we would have. Mm -hmm. Like the good has, like the good has to come out. Yeah. Yeah. And there would be, there would be moments like of it where I admit like it would be like very good things, but like. I was, like, losing my, like, love for myself. I didn't really like, like, who I was, but I just thought, oh, I'll change. I'll get back to my old self eventually, you know? Like, we'll we'll get on that same page. But the reason we broke up, he just, like, said that he was, like, depressed and that he can't, he doesn't have any space in his heart for his emotions. Like, he just wants to be alone. Like, he couldn't be around anyone. He needed to just, like, be on his own. He didn't have anything of his own his whole entire life because we or the past eight years, because we shared everything. Like, we yeah, wanted independence. Yeah, like, he wanted his own space, his own furniture, his own bank account, and everything. And I'm like, okay, yes, I get it. And part of the letter was like, okay, how about you, like, we split our bank accounts again, or we, yeah. like, give each other designated spots in the house, like, to have your own space. And I was just, like, compromising to the max. Yeah. And you were losing you were, you were losing yourself to save a relationship is really kind yeah. of hindsight what you can see now. But in the moment, it felt like what was right or like what – it shows who you were, like in the relationship, yeah. like what you would do for someone else. And But now looking back at it, it was just kind of seems like a lot of extra effort from you and maybe not reciprocated. So. Yeah. And that's what after – sorry. Um, after we found out – you found out he was cheating on you, um, that's like – what made a lot of sense because literally wasn't like a week before you were going to put an offer in on the house. Like it was so recent to when he randomly was like, I can't do this anymore. He was like, let's go to Marshall's and let's go get candles. And he was literally doing all these things, like trying to butter you up and be the perfect boyfriend. And then one week later, he's like, I can't do this anymore. And it was so hot and cold and so weird. And he's like, don't touch me. Like just really weird, like things. Like it was just all of a sudden nothing going from complete hot to complete cold. What do they call that? I think it's like, 
guys, I might be wrong, but oh, yeah, like love bombing. So they like, yeah. they will love bomb you, if you will, to like make you just be totally infatuated or feel like everything mm-hmm. is good just so that you ignore Forget whatever's coming next, stuff. right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a super important piece in your story, my story included, but love bombing is sketchy. There are some like really genuine people that mm-hmm. are just always love bombing. Yeah, hella you know romantic, I mean? just like, yeah. but when you know that's not their actual personality, it's like this is Or weird. if it's like super out of the blue, not that I want you to question your partner, but like... <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, mm-hmm. that's just different. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he would, like, spoil me. Like, all of a sudden, like, we just had, we had gone on, like, these special trips together. We had went to Vegas with our friends and, like, just dropped fucking bands. And then, <laughs> like, a month later, we went to, what, Arizona, Arizona on, like, just a trip for just us two. And we just, like, we would spoil each other, spoil our, or each other, like, going out to eat. And we would, like, shop and things that we wouldn't usually do. And, um... That and we had like this really important conversation in Arizona. I remember by the pool, where like we were about to sign. We had already had like the whole house thing set up and everything, or to get a loan. And then, like I just like had to say it, and I would just say like, "Hey, I actually I'm still in school, and like I think I really want to like live in San Francisco, where my school is at, based out of." And he was so quick to jump to be like, "I think you should do it." Yeah, and I then I was like, that. "What?" Yeah, and then I was like, "But I want to be with you." Yeah, that it was like, Ugh. yeah, and not yeah, I'm skipping a lot of things and stuff like that. But even in the summertime, like yeah. deep summer, I think like July, August, like I think I finally just like cracked and I couldn't hold it anymore. And I called Rohini one day on my way to work, and I was just like, "I think we're gonna." And break the owl up. came. Yeah, that's I was like, when the fucking owl came. Yes, and if you don't know what owls mean, they I'm just, like, sorry. What they the hell does that mean? <laughs> like owls just like symbolize like new a change is coming. Like we were literally sitting in the backyard, never seen a. We're in the mid. We're in the city, basically. Never mm-hmm. seen a fucking owl. All of a sudden, Catherine and I are sitting out there. She's bawling her eyes out, pouring her heart out, talking about how she wants to change, and then. This white owl, the most beautiful looking owl I've ever seen, is sitting on the tree right next to us, staring at us for literally like eight minutes. Yeah. Like it just stared at us, blinked at us, didn't move, and we were like, Oh, that's cool, guys. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like crying because I think I was, I was just like craving this change so much. Like that summer where I was like, Okay, I know I'm on the, I'm on the right track. Like I've always wanted a big home and like to build my home and start a family young and like just, you know, like, be a mom, like, really early on, and I, I just thought, like, okay, well, I don't really need the college life, like, I can just do it online, and this, you know, get into this whole entire, like, settling Domestic mode life. really young, yeah. and then all of a sudden, I, like, just, like, woke up one day, and then I just had these really strong feelings for, like, I just thought it was going to last a couple of days, but it lasted weeks and months, and I finally brought it up to Nick, and I was, like, I want to join the Peace Corps, like, I want to, like, volunteer and, like, make little goodie bags for all the homeless, like, homeless pe- people in Seattle or around our town and everything, and I was like, I want to travel, and I, I want to get rid of all of our stuff and, like, do these things. And then it, like, really hurt when, like, he just didn't listen to any of it. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like, he would literally just not listen to it. It was, like, talking to a wall. Like, and I, when you're out there, and, there yeah. yeah. And it was just, like, I think he, like, called me, like, a hippie. And then, <laughs> and he, bitch is fucking no, I'm not. Like, I love... <laughs> I'm converting her slowly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But like, you're not quite no, there no, yet. No, no, you're no. not there yet. No, and but you're not. I know that was a joke. And like that another time, I got a birth chart reading, and I just like felt yeah, like all my Rohini got me. Yeah, her mom to do a birth chart reading for me, and like all the feelings I had been just like been burying underneath the rug, just like came to the surface. It was like travel, I was like, travel, travel, travel. Someone travel. like yeah, it's like all my feelings were just validated, and yeah. I was like, whoa, this is like the first time in like forever where it just like feels right. Like I just thought I was going through a phase. <laughs> And yeah. I just like wanted it's to like, do this free spirit mom. <laughs> yeah. And I, just, I was like, oh, I'm just trying to be a free spirit, whatever. But like Nick and I have always been so like 
checklist on this life, like, you yeah. know, like going Falling down the, the checklist steps. in life. Yeah, like being, trying to be perfect or trying to live to the standard and mm-hmm. stuff. And then when her mom gave me the birth chart reading, she read it to me, I just like bawled my eyes out. And then I went to go share it with Nick because I had taken notes and recorded everything. And I was like, hey, this is what happened. Like, this is everything I'm feeling. And like, how did she know this? Like, I just, I want to share this with you. And like, he fell asleep, like when I was reading it. Oh my God, you're (laughs) shitting me. No. And it just like (laughs) hurt so much where like, I, I, I wanted to like, you know, like act up and be like, really? Like that really hurt my feelings and stuff. But I just knew I'd be wasting my energy. And so I just like, because you were shed a tear. I didn't even bother him. And I just like got up. And walked into the other room, and I think I did homework or something. Mm-hmm. You but were like, accustomed to that. Like, I feel like after the over the years or, like, not validating your feelings or I, gaslighting is a great word, everyone, yeah. but that's really what happened. Like, Use in proper context. Made you feel like you were crazy or whatever that looked like. You just kind of stopped letting that person know that you were upset because it didn't ever go anywhere. I mean, that's totally what it is. So you not feeling like you should finish your story if you fell asleep, valid. Like, yeah. get up and leave and... I mean, I think at this point you kind of knew that things were off, but... Yeah, and I think... I think it was just, like, an accumulation of things where, like, I was... I knew things were going down the wrong road, and it was getting really hard to repair. Like, it would be close to impossible to, you know, like, fixing it and mm-hmm. being back on the terms you were You're in the still beginning in of the relationship. You're still in for the fight, though. Yeah, like, and I was like, I just don't want to give up. Like, I love this man, and, like, I know there's, like, someone, so like, really, history. really good in there. There's so much history, and he was, like, part of my family. Mm-hmm. Help raise my nephews. Like I just, I want to mention the fact that you said like, there's a really good man in there, and there's so much history. Yeah. Because I think, I'm, I'm getting like every comment I make, I feel like it's so deep or like existential or whatever you want to call it. But like, just because the person you met however many years ago, maybe months or whatever, like, if they're not showing you that now, like you should believe them, right? And so I think it's yeah. a lot of that plays into emotionally abusive or just that like that game that you get into you hold on to the things that were good, right? That's, like, what you want to do in every relationship. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, like, that's what you were thinking on or that's what kept you in that relationship and, like, I don't want you to feel embarrassed about that or, like, to think that, you know, people didn't understand or feel stupid or whatever because I think everyone is yeah. has maybe, not everyone, but a lot of people have been in the same boat and, like, didn't want to talk about it because they were embarrassed that, like, from face value, from people outside, like, that looks like a dumb decision or that's Seems so obvious. obvious from the outside. But, but when you're in it, it's yeah. it's a slow thing over slow thing over time. There is so much history, which still is a valid thing to think about when you're with someone. But, you know, depending on how long that goes on or if that person's willing to make an effort and all these, there's so many different things. But it just kept you in that. And I think not that you didn't have great times in a relationship, but it was just like prolonging that like self-discovery and all that stuff that I'm seeing you on now. Yeah, that's where I want to go now. Yeah. Talking about what that forced you to focus on and how you've grown because you have motherfucking grown so much (laughs) in the last couple months. This is the happiest I've ever seen her. The most energy, the most full of life, the fucking, literally the definition of thriving. Like, and I know obviously that you still have your issues. Everyone does, but like you are just, I'm so proud of you. So, yeah. So, what, like, what, what did it force you to do, basically? Now you're on your own. You don't have this relationship anymore. You were betrayed and you realized you got to fucking focus on yourself. Well, now I've definitely. Space, space, and boundaries has have really helped me just like establish 
like how to understand my my feelings. Like I've always felt like I've really been in tune with my feelings and stuff, but I just didn't know what they always meant. Um, and now just being alone, like I was so scared of being alone. I mm-hmm. was like frightened to my core. Like I thought like, oh, I'm not going to be independent enough or like, cause he would tell me that like I, I couldn't be alone like without him. Like I wouldn't make it yeah. or something. And I, and I would believe it, mm-hmm. but for I some reason, it. like I didn't understand because I've always felt so independent my whole entire life. And I've like taken care of this man and like myself and I've dealt with like family and friend issues and school, ev- things that everyone goes through in life. And I was just so scared like, oh, if I don't have this like confidant or if I don't have this person to, yeah, this yeah. person to lean on while I'm going through all this stuff, oh, then like shit hits no, the fan. Like yeah, there's break no apart. luck for me. Like, yeah. I, like there's no chance for me. But then like just finally being alone, like forcing myself to be alone. Yeah, because he fucking left. Like he literally moved out. So I was like forced to be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I like just started getting comfortable with the fact of like being physically alone and emotionally alone. And it just kind of forced me to, to learn how to process thoughts. my own emotions. Um, also like process my own emotions on, by myself, but also being okay like and comfortable with opening up when I don't feel okay or if something's mm-hmm. going wrong with w- something else in my life, like, I can tell my friends or I can tell yeah. my family. Like, Waiting I didn't, on your friends. Yeah, your family. like, I never used to do that. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to Literally act, like, never, put a brave yeah. face on or act like everything was okay all the time because... But I think that's in, that's in like, attempts to... I don't know, I hear people say this all the time, like, there's things you should share with your friends or there's things that you shouldn't, yeah. and it's, like, in attempts to not have to... Like, there's that joke, or I don't know, I've seen it on TikTok, but it's, like, I already told my mom about you. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, like, in attempts to, like every small thing that maybe you do overreact to or maybe you're totally not. But if you're in this sort of situation, the gaslighting or things that make you question your, like, intuition and everything, you don't know, like, you know, the whole reality or if you're actually bad or not. So it's like, I think that was an attempt of not having to ex- make those explanations later to your friends. So I don't, I don't yeah. blame you to that for that. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, so being able to process my emotions, being okay with establishing boundaries and not feeling bad for it, mm-hmm. um, like and honoring those boundaries T, and T, T. like feeling confident enough to like stand up for myself for those boundaries. Like if I don't mm-hmm. want to go out that night, I don't want to go out tonight. Mm-hmm. I don't need to give you an excuse. I don't need to make up a lie or anything. I just flat out say. Or it. if you do want to fucking go out, yeah, I just go you out. You don't have to tell See anybody. Ya. I've gone on like pretty long benders. If you don't want to go, if you want to go shopping, you don't have to ask for permission yes. from anyone. If you want to go on a fucking three day vacation, wherever you don't have to ask. Yeah, like it, you're it's, just it's living freedom. For like it, I get to buy whatever I want from the grocery store. That was the first realization yeah. I had. Was like I didn't eat for a really long time, but like <laughs> definitely wanted, and I love to eat. Like I, lo- I was getting a little chunky, but like I now like, you're love a chef. Yeah, now I'm like a chef and like I, I would go to the grocery store and I just started, I was like sad because that was like one of our favorite things to do. And then I started realizing like, oh, holy OMG, fuck, like, I can buy whatever I can the buy the fuck vegan bougie fucking sauces yeah. and like obviously. I just thought I always had to like compromise. Yeah, pokey every and, meal. And I, my whole freezer was just full of meat and everything. And now I'm like, I don't want meat. Like, I don't want, I want red meat, bitch. Seafood, I want like vegan sausage and stuff like that. And I want oat so, milk. Like, it's just been like. A, a big thing I think and is like the biggest blessing that I've had so far is realizing that like I can like the amount of like love and effort and care I put in this man like it's so it's like the tables have turned like I put it all in me now and Ooh. I'm like holy shit like we love that I'm we like, love getting that. spoiled every day by me like I get to cook whatever I want I get to shower whenever I want like <laughs> I, I get to do laundry I get to shoot my pussy whenever I want <laughs> I get to like do my laundry whenever I want like I don't have to like 
Like, I had to do laundry every single week for this guy because he ran out of underwear and everything. And now I'm like, fold it, do, put it away. I can do laundry every, like, three weeks now. And, like, I don't do the dishes every day after school. After work. After school. Yeah, after work or after dinner or whatever. <laughs> and, like, I think it's just the amount of time that I've had. It's forced me to, I guess, just overall be more comfortable with my emotions, um, learn how to handle them, and just, like, be kinder to myself. Invest like, this in is, yourself. Like, I feel so, I've already told Raheem, like, I felt, like, I don't know when it all started happening. I think it happened after that day when I found out and everything. Because I was like, oh, I'm sad for one day, but literally, fuck it. Like, it all makes sense. Not shocked (laughs) with everything that he did to me in the past. And now I gave myself, like, 110% of myself. And I, like, just started, like, bawling out on myself. Like, I I didn't care about, like, materialistic things. Even though I, like, spoiled myself with, like, things and stuff. Like, you know, like... Girl knows self-care. Yeah, like, I was, like, self-care to the max. Like, bathtub, like bougie this or like all night like whatever I want anything I wanted to do and it just like damn like how come I wasn't I I, I knew it was really wrong and it made it easier for me not to reach out to him or like want to try to like mend things when I started realizing like whoa I didn't love myself like at all throughout that whole entire relationship because I've never felt this Mm -hmm. like I'm still in love with me like now I'm like finding myself like, I'm literally like finding out, I'm like, well, Good. I love literally, me. I, I love, love that. Me. That is the best <laughs> thing ever. It's just been like, like a, like a real blessing, and it's like, mm-hmm. I still get sad at times and be like, shit. Yeah, like, of course. I can be this, I can like be this nice and do this much for a person, and then they can still like do you like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not a reflection of like who you are, or it's a reflection of who they are. Yes, it's a reflection of how they are. They, it's not that he disrespected me enough to do that to me. Like he doesn't respect himself enough. Yeah. So yeah. that's why that's he's, he lashed out and, and did those things. And so it's just, I think key is to like not to take things personally. It's Ooh, not yep. for, it's not against you. It's not. Easier said than done. Yes. Very easier that's said than done. That's the four agreements, that book that I really like. That's one of the I main things. I bought it. Oh, it's bitch. on my bedside now. It's the my main, next book. One of the main things, don't think take things personally. Because yes. they're not about you, you like 99% of the time. They're about them. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing that helped me realize that is space. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. like if if I still lived in our old same place or no, no. he still lived there and everything like that, I probably wouldn't be where I am right now. But I was, like, super adamant about, like, just starting over. Like, I got rid of a lot of our things. Like, I gave so much shit to Rohini and to her friend Emma. For, like, I got some things, yeah. yep. And you also just abandoned so much stuff. I abandoned a shit The other day she's things. like, where's my stepladder? Do you have it? I'm like, I don't think so. She's like, did I fucking leave that? Like, yeah, like, where's my crock pot? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she just yeah. pieced. Yeah, I didn't want, like, literally, I even, like, got new underwear. I didn't want any underwear that any man took off. Like, new closet. I got rid of, like, every single thing. I'm so sentimental that that anything I look at, I'm like, fuck, that reminds me. Like, this plant I'm looking at right now is from our fucking house, and I'm like, triggered. Low-key. But it's okay. Like It's kind of dying anyway, so. Yeah, whatever. But, like, yeah. Like, just... Just separating yourself from all those memories and everything. I don't know. It's so much easier said than done. I just recently like deleted photos and everything. But like, I think I encourage. I think I encourage you to do that. The first. I don't know if you had already done some of no, that. I like just. I just did it like recently, but just a little cleanse. Yeah, like I'm cleansing a little bit at a time, and I know I'm on the right track. And I think I remember telling Rohini that I was like, I was still really emotional in the beginning, and I told her like, of course, yeah, Rohini, if like. Now that I found this, all this stuff out, like, if I ever go back to this guy, because I went back to him, like, four years ago after something else happened. After he cheated on you. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, 
Like, I told him, like, if I ever go back, if he ever shows up on my doorstep, like, just fucking kill me, okay? Like, just literally just kill me right then and there. Like, <laughs> this is on record, so, though, so. Yeah, no, no, like, literally, I was, like, I know I would never, I just, like, I would picture sometimes, I'm, like, okay, what if he would say this? And, like, I wouldn't just, like, totally humiliate him and be, like, don't even talk to me or whatever. Like, I think now I've kind of come to the point where I don't want to hold space for, like, any negativity. I don't want to lash out, get revenge, or, That's great. Like, yes. do anything to, like, get back at him or, like, hurt him mm-hmm. in the same way that he did because that's a lot of effort. Like, a lot of effort. And I... And I was so exhausted mentally, yeah. physically, Wasting emotionally. Wasting your energy. And now I've just like kind of put all that in me. And I'm like, holy, I'm like rejuvenized. But like, <laughs> like You're totally I, just don't, I don't want to do that anymore. Like I'm not. He doesn't deserve any one more ounce of your energy or yeah. your focus. And I think that also kind of leaves him on edge a little bit. Because <laughs> now he's like scared that like someday it's going to happen. Where I just like lash out. But who knows? It just, sh- it just, just shows I, who you are. Like it's really... like seeing you in the relationship versus now like it's so clear from the outside and I think you know this now too that it was it was supposed it was over before it it was supposed to be like this which is like it's so weird because a year ago if I told you like it's just so weird with perspective and time and like these big life moments that fucking suck and hurt Mm. so much but they make you grow so so much yeah Okay, so real quick, because I want to talk mm-hmm. about Amber too. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, what is your focus now? Like, mm-hmm. what are the main things that you do for yourself, and like, what's your focus? What's mm-hmm. your what's your vibe now? My vibe now, I would say, <laughs> is just like really taking care of my my body, like like my mind, my whatever this body, um, <laughs> this body, like. Uh, I, like, work out often now. I try to eat really, like, clean, really healthy, just, like, foods that just kind of nourish, like, just, like, fuel me. Um, She's on her healthy. Like, I read again. I haven't fucking read since, like, third grade. I didn't even read in high school. She's over here making, she's honestly over here making me feel bad. Like, because we're on kind of similar journeys, which you'll learn soon, but, like, she'll send me Snapchats or whatever of, like, the food she made or, like, she said she's reading, and I'm like, okay, literally, I love you, but fuck you, bitch. Like, (laughs) like, I'm, like, really living, it sounds so cheesy and be like, oh, I just want to, like, act like I'm all okay and everything, but, like, I really feel like I'm living my best life and it really sucked to go through that process, but now I'm, like, focusing on, like, School. I really want to finish school, and I want to join the Peace Corps afterwards, and just like peace all all my stuff, and just like go, like peace I, out and go to the Peace Corps. <laughs> yeah, peace out for the Peace, peace Corps. Peace, 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 peace. And um, focusing on just like, I think my relationships, like my my friendships, my relationship with my family, You're so like, much more social. Yes, like I've always felt really social and everything like that, but like now, like I'm okay with being alone. I don't need to be with someone all the time, but like. I love to celebrate yeah. anything. Like, I'm like, God, it's sunny out. Let's go out to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Selfish, selfishly, I'm like, single calf is, yeah. I've day, seen more of you. Sometimes we can't even go, like, a day without seeing each <laughs> yeah. other. I'm like, calf, what are you doing right now? Like, mm-hmm. I just need the tea or whatever. So selfishly, oh, I love it. But I feel like that's another thing huh. to mention that is maybe a red flag or just something to pay attention to because... Catherine, I remember you told me this. Obviously, you can say it in your own words, too. But you were like, I have no friends here. Like, I don't have any friends here. I don't have a network here. Like, all I have is, like, you. Like, I don't have anyone here. I have you and Nick. Nick, whatever. We said his name, like, 60 times already. But <laughs> if, then... If you're watching this... Fuck you. <laughs> give me give me my dog back. Give her back. her dog back, you Please. mother effort. I want 
I'm it's gonna probably not gonna work. Okay. <laughs> give give her your, your fucking dog back. I had a dream about you last night and I wanted to steal him from you, so just give her a dog back. Um, okay. No, no threats, please. No threats, no, no. no. <laughs> anyway, you were like, I have no friends, I have no community, I have no no network here. And then once you broke up, you realize how many people you actually had. All this entire network of people who love you so much came out of the woodwork because they hated him. And now that he was and now that he was gone, they're like, wait. I love Catherine so much. I'm here for her. And you have so many fucking friends. You have such a network. You have so many people that love you and care about you. But it was just literally him. So if that that's like another red flag or a sign, mm-hmm. if your friends all of a sudden you realize you have basically no one around you, no people who used to hang around you and were there for you aren't really hanging around anymore. And it's just like, it's just, you, you feel like you don't have a community mm-hmm. that, and that's because of this person that you're with. Like that's a big sign. I think. Well, I think there's, there's also two sides to that, though, because in my experience, it wasn't necessarily, I mean, for you. Like, I didn't hate Nick. Like, I knew him on a good level, but not, like, everything, you know? Yeah. I never hated him. Just but the childhood friends, I'm I think, saying. yeah, for the sure. Who knew I think him? The, yeah. the Whidbey folk. The Whidbey folk. Yeah, I know. I think, like, there's a certain piece of that emotional abuse or, like, just mistreatment that, like, you become isolated because that's the ideal situation for these type of relationships, right? So yeah. obviously you don't have as many friends or you don't maintain those relationships because you you're so infatuated with this one person versus everyone else or whatever. But I think in my circumstance, <laughs> we'll get into it, but like everyone hated who I was with, okay? So there's that. But for you, like I didn't necessarily hate this person or whatever it was, but I think naturally when you find yourself in these relationships that aren't exactly positive or a little bit toxic or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> there is isolation to it. That's why it works. And that's why you stay. And so you it's important. Reach out to the people that you love and you used to be able to confide in because you want you don't want to be embarrassed or whatever, like you said. So that's just another like your friends, your relationships yeah. besides this person you're with, like really pay attention to that because that's a big, a big thing. If your mm-hmm. friends and your family or whatever, your friends are don't like your partner. That's a fucking sign. Yeah. yeah. It's That's not, a sign. It's not that, like, all your friends are If you have a good anything. relationship with your <laughs> yes. family and your friends, obviously. <laughs> yes. It's not like if you have toxic-ass friends who hate your boyfriend who's trying to, like, help you be better. Whatever. That kind of situation. Yeah. yeah. But, what, yeah. What, was, what did you say? The um, so, what are your, what's your focus now? Peace Corps. You're going to graduate. Oh, yeah. You're thriving. You're working yeah, out. Yeah, focusing on my friends, my, my friends. My friends. My friends. My friends. My friends. I really thought, like, the reason why I was going to move is, like, I don't yeah, have anyone. Exactly. I'm running. Like, I don't want to run into this guy. And, and yeah, oh, yeah so, it's like a whole state alone. So, why'd you stay? Oh, I stayed because I just started realizing, like, I started hanging out with my friends more. And I was healing, like, faster than I thought. Like, I probably wouldn't have, like, healed or, like, moved on as fast if I didn't find out that he did, he cheated yeah. on me. Like, I would have just felt sorry. Because you was, like, yeah. waiting, maybe. I, just, like, I thought we broke up because he was depressed. And I was like, I can't be here for this guy. I'll wait. That's what you said when you found out. You're like, I was kind of holding out in the future that we'd get back together. And now I know this. Like, I have to completely shut that door. Yeah. Like, that was a final thing that pushed you to be like, never again. Yeah. And I thought I wanted to leave because I thought Washington was, like, his because... His family was here and everything, but I had, I moved here in, like, what, 2010? Yeah, it's your and fucking I home, too. And all these, fam- like, I just thought it wasn't mine anymore because my parents had moved back home to Maui. But now, like, I started reconnecting with my friends. Hashtag like, calf Amber. reclaims PNW. Yeah. That is what. That's literally what I wanted it, to do. Get it trending. <laughs> Hashtag calf reclaims PNW. But you literally are taking Washington back for yourself. Yeah. You're doing all these things that make Washington so fun that you never got to do in the relationship. Yeah. Like, I wanted to go, like, I want to go hiking. I still haven't gone hiking that much. But, we're so happy, but though. We we're so happy yeah. you stayed. Literally Even so though it's, happy. like, fucking muggy describe. and rainy sometimes, some snowstorms and everything. You like snowboarding? Like, I don't even, like. I don't even care. Like I'm, I just find like really beautiful moments and like little tiny parts of life. Like I, literally, like when I drive 
to you like, can't pick me up in the fucking snow. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, and they went and got drinks and like yeah, well, <laughs> during the to, like, snowstorm places first. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, whatever's open. Like I'm just finding like so much beauty and like such little the amount of times things. this girl texts me, life is so beautiful. <laughs> It's literally the best thing ever. Every time I screenshot it, because it's just so true. Yeah, that's me on her story saying life is so it's beautiful. It's her. She's like, always like, life is so beautiful. I'm like, yes, yeah, like, it's or so I, beautiful. I feel high right now, bitch. Like, I'm high I'm on so life. I'm so high on life. Like, I just feel all this energy. Like, I'm high. And, like, She's I'm on just, another like, level. I'm like, really sober. Like, like, yeah, like, I just, that's I want to reclaim it. Like, I want to do things here. But, like, before I do move, because I'm probably not going to live in Washington my whole life. But, um before I do leave, like, I want to, like, do things that I never got to do here with him. Like, I want to go hiking yeah, you're and snowboarding your and own, do all the PMW stuff. Your own memories stuff for you, nobody hang else. here with my friends because I've never really, I've never really been never single. Ha- like, yeah. Since high school, like, you've never really had, like, I had like puberty a, and I've had a boyfriend since. Yeah. <laughs> this bitch has been married in my mind forever. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, dude. So. So love that. Yeah. I think focusing on the friendships. And if you are in a relationship right now, whether it's good or bad or whatever, don't forget don't about forget your, friends your friends or your family. Like, just Amen. even if you love them with everything, you're like, this is my soulmate, whatever. Doesn't fucking matter, bitch. It's still you need really to important. Very, you have to invest in your friends. Like, mm-hmm. even once a week, just get the fuck out of whatever you do. Like, especially if you live with the person. Like, don't don't forget about them. Because, and also don't feel bad if you haven't reached out to them for a long time. They're still going to want to hang out with you. Like, yeah. Your, your true friends will always love you and have that like, spot in your heart. Like, it, you didn't talk to those people for so long, like some of them. And they I were like, dude, I fucking love you. I'm so here. Let's go out. Like, I think the longest we didn't talk was, I don't know, maybe it was a year or something. But I remember one time you were like, I'm in town. Let's hang. And I'm like, let me drop everything. Let me see you. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. just, you know, that's just, that's what real friends are. Or maybe not everyone is the same way. But like, yeah, like I'm connecting with like friends back from like Wazoo, like from my sorority, Amber from like high school it's like volleyball, volleyball. <laughs> Rohini from the old days Are you reconnecting with me and like oh yeah like, I mean like we've always been in touch and everything like that like she's been like there throughout all and stuff but like even like but, other friends from high school yeah like, a lot other of high school people friends. like I was really I think I was most hesitant about like telling Whitby people because they like knew yeah. what a relationship was from mm-hmm. the beginning and so I was like fuck they're gonna be like I told you so bitch yeah but no but like no, like no they're like just embraced me with like open arms and it's been great and we're about to do a casino night in a couple weeks oh. and um get high on life yeah so yeah so, woohoo woohoo woo, woo, woo. that's this, my life let this if nothing else like let this story just be a like beacon of life you're in a fucking terrible situation with your relationship or whatever it sometimes and oftentimes i believe always is for your highest good no matter what it is even if it sucks for a really long time like ultimately you're going to be better and stronger on the other side yeah so this like it sucked yeah like, don't feel sorry for yourself and just like throw a pity party you can do that for a little do bit do that for like, like a day yeah or like, a week or whatever day, but, but then, get like, out of it yeah get it, <laughs> don't get up let the next yourself day, embrace stay that stay in there yeah like embrace this like love you like can give to yourself and everything and just like ride ride it like figure ride out the, what it's trying like, to teach you yeah because i just thought like oh god why did i get this like horrible set of cards dealt to me is that the saying I yeah, guess? yeah yeah like why did this happen to me like why i must be doing me? something wrong or whatever but like now even only like four months out of it i'm like taking like breath fresh breath of air or something fresh breath of air yeah <laughs> whatever it's like called. super super clear now that this was for was the best and it yeah. Was, yeah and i remember him saying that but i was like shut up you asshole yeah and now i'm like, <laughs> and now I'm like oh this is definitely for the best because i wish i would have done this like three years ago so maybe but. it takes five years maybe it takes 10 years whatever it is but just hold out hope and know that you'll get that perspective 
when you need it. Yeah. It'll happen. Everyone's so yes. on their own timeline. So don't don't feel like belittled if don't, you don't if don't you relate don't go as far. Yeah. Someone else. Don't compare. Yeah. Don't compare yeah. yourself. Everyone's yeah. on their so own journey. That's my thing. I'm really happy so, now. Yes. So we're gonna get into Ambam. Thank you for sharing Comfortoodle. Oh, yeah. And so these these gal girlies, I wanted <laughs> on for a specific reason because I think both their stories are really common. And a lot of you guys might be able to relate. And there's a lot of wisdom and a lot of things that they can talk about. So, and bam. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. And I'm really grateful you're open to sharing because I think it's yeah. super... Did you fart? No. What's going on? <laughs> oh. Yeah, it is kind of hot. I'm just gonna say a few things before I start talking just because not a lot of you know me. That's cool. I'm an open book, so you know, luckily I feel comfortable talking about these things. But I think more importantly, it took me a long time to get to this point, but realizing that like my story can resonate with a lot of people and like make impacts on others. So that's kind of why I'm here right now. I just I have my phone in my hand if you're watching the video because A, I get a little nervy if I'm being honest, and I'm that type of student who like writes notes or just likes to write and things like that. So I just have a few notes because my story, it's pretty similar to Catherine's, to be honest, um, but it's a little bit different too. I think there's a couple different aspects aspects that I want to focus on just because I was in a such dark, such a dark place. And, you know, if you're in the same situation, I want you to know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, some of the things I talk about, I'm not going to get into too much detail, but like if it triggers you or you find yourself that you're like in this situation or maybe you were like, I want you to know you're not alone. Um, it is possible to get through it or, you know, not everyone works on the same timeline. So I just want to make sure it's clear, like just because where I am or like what I went through and where I am now, it doesn't mean that has to be the same for you, but I just kind of want to share my story and make sure like if you're feeling a certain way, there's other people that went through it and Mm -hmm. there's, there's a brighter side to it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So I don't know where to start. I guess, let me just say, like, I met these ladies. Again, we've said this. I met Catherine through volleyball. We were super young. It was actually a really funny story, but we stayed close. Not, like, best friend vibes forever, but, like, we were good friends for a long time. I mean, I think we spent so many days together for... Same sense I knew she was a lifer. Yeah. <laughs> Her dad knew. Let me tell you that. That yeah. guy is in love, yeah, he love knows. with me. Not a creepy way, but he definitely is a sweetheart. They so. always he know. knows when I meet lifers, and I just <laughs> I just picked that up. It's, it's a genetic thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. And then I actually... I think the first time I met you, he was, like, a long time ago in high school. Prom. prom. Was it prom or homecoming? Yeah, you went to my house for prom. Or homecoming. Oh, no, prom. Prom, okay, okay, yeah. So we, I mean, in a different life, I did hair for these type of events and weddings and stuff, so I did that for them. But, eh, anyway, I don't do that anymore, but that's how I first met Rohini, and then after a while, like, we just kind of separated, because Catherine, I think you moved away for a while, went to college. I went to Moved to Maui, all those things, so we were were all kind of distant for a while, but then more recently, I think this last year, 2020, is when we all kind of, like, reconnected, and Mm -hmm. I didn't know Rohini that well, other than, like, you know, surface-level friendships and stuff, so we just started getting close, and... When I came back to Seattle, I was like, who do I know here? Like, I want some friends, (laughs) like, some good good gals and then we went and got brunch and I was yeah. like holy fuck she's literally so sweet like she is such a good person you can just tell from the first time you <laughs> talked to her so I was like okay I want I want her around okay but tell the story how we met because then that's gonna know that's how people are gonna know how <laughs> solid she is the, the knee pad thing yeah okay okay I don't know if this is totally important but anyway <laughs> if you're in, in staying in for the relationship stuff hold on I got you but 
Um, Catherine and I met, we um, played club volleyball. I don't know if anyone knows what that is, but it's like, I don't know if you're like really serious about it beyond like high school ball or whatever. That's what you do. So we showed up for tryouts um, for this one club we played for. And I remember not knowing a lot of people and all this jazz, right? And I remember looking at her and seeing kind of like a fear on her face and being like, what is, what is up with that girl? And I didn't know anyone, so I was like, everyone else seems to know each other, but this girl looks like she doesn't know anyone either, so maybe we can be friends. And I remember going over to her and approaching her and she, she was like, I forgot my knee pads. And if you played, <laughs> and if you played volleyball, you know, that's a big deal. Like, especially, especially for a new tryout. Like I'm a tryout. Nervous. You die for getting yeah. the ball. Like, that's it. Yeah. I went with my dad, too. And, like, I'm, like, pretty confident. I'm not really shy. Like, I'm very outgoing and everything. But I was so nervous. I was literally sitting on the ground, like, backed up against the mats <laughs> in, the, in this, like, new high school gym. And my dad was like, go find someone to go, like, pepper with or, you know, like, like just to toss the ball around and hit the ball around. And I'm like, no, dad, like, do you just not understand? These girls are, like, fucking professionals. Like, do you not get it? And then Amber was standing alone, and she just comes up to me, and she goes, hey, you want to pepper with me? <laughs> I did not and, say like, yeah, yeah, well, like, hey, you want to pepper with me? She's like, hey, you want to pepper? And, like, I, like, looked up at my dad, and I looked up at Amber, and I was like, yeah, I'll bust. I don't have any knee pads. Knee pads. And then you, she had, like, an extra pair or something. And then my dad just like lit up and I was like, okay, can I borrow? And so I borrowed Perfect. them and then just I, we fell in love. I, I think she kept them for the season, but that just shows yeah. you how type A I am too. Like have beyond extra pair. willing to help people, I was like, I got two pairs in case yeah. everything goes I wrong. Got two. Oh, so yeah, she's a real one. <laughs> okay, they're way too Let's nice. Let's get into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so relationship <laughs> things, whatever. So that's how I know these girls, just in case you're wondering, this is my first time here. Um, I don't know, it, it might be kind of maybe uncomfortable it's not really uncomfortable for me I'm an open book but you don't really know me but I just kind of wanted to share my story and just like make sure other people knew that you know this was reality for other folks I guess and I just said folks like I'm southern no, um, it's okay it's good so I experienced something very similar Catherine I was in a relationship I think in total um just shy of five years I met this person in high school high school sweethearts if you will uh-huh. um we were originally just friends uh, we didn't date or anything, and then, like, after I left, actually, is when we, like, met each other at church or something, so it was just stupid and weird, but, like, it felt like, it felt like God was telling me that this was the person, right? So, anyway, we pursued a relationship together. I think I was, like, 16, maybe 17, so it's important to note that I was young, right? And he was as well, so he's a year younger than me, Um, but that's just kind of how it started, and, you know, for a long time, it was just love bombing and a new relationship, and everything was great, and that was you know I was excited to be there so it wasn't until a long time later or maybe it's really not that long but maybe a year and a half two years later things started to get a little funky not so blatantly that I would have like ran for the hills right so I Mm -hmm. I mentioned that stupid frog analogy earlier like you just how to boil a frog you just start turning up the heat like really 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 slowly and that's really what happened is there was just so much you know, just little things that like, weren't really red flags. I think they're probably like yellow. I mean, mm-hmm. in hindsight, that's how I viewed it. Um, so just like really small things over time. And then eventually it built up to these greater things that, you know, make me where I am today. But I just kind of want to touch on this and say like, I have notes. I'm going to look at my phone. So yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. So don't judge look me. Look at the but, notes. Um, you know, I think any abusive relationship, emotional, physical, whatever that sexual, whatever that looks like, is a hard thing to talk about, so mm-hmm. forgive me if I don't always say the right thing, but these are just some of the things I've noticed or what I want to point out and just in my experience, but 
Um, for me, I didn't experience physical abuse, so that was something that not necessarily I'm thankful for, but um, I'm, I'm just, just not your story. I, yeah. yeah, I didn't have to experience that. Cause that's a whole other thing that I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. So anyone out there that's experienced that, I my heart goes out to you, and you know, I, I just can't imagine. So you're strong in your own ways, but emotional and sex and sexual abuse was very prominent for me. So I just want to say like abuse doesn't always look like a black eye and it's not always like super loud and explosive or it's not always even easy for your family or other friends or even yourself to notice or to pick up, pick up on, especially at first. So Mm -hmm. that was something that, that just didn't click for me. Sometimes it's more silent. Maybe it's even like physically the silent treatment, which I got all the time, which kind of fucking sucked. Or sometimes it's more like a roller coaster of emotions and you end up feeling like, I don't know, maybe I'm the reason I'm being mistreated or is it in my head or things like that. So I don't know. It can take so many different forms. And I think whatever you're in or if you're feeling this way or even second guessing the situation you're in, you probably are in it. I mean, I can't say for sure, but it is very lonely. So if you're in a relationship and you feel that kind of pain and that loneliness, I would encourage you to kind of look inward and see like what's going on. Um, it's easier said than done now that I'm out of it, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. So for me, I, my relationship is a lot of, um, emotional, I guess abuse was, is a word I would use. I think for the most part, I was finding myself like walking on eggshells to make sure that this person was satisfied or happy for the day and whatnot because if he wasn't it led to um cold shouldering and a lot of actually yelling which I'm not a fan of just because of childhood stuff but also the cold shouldering was a lot for me because if you can't tell I'm super extroverted I love people I love talking I could talk your ear off for a million years so (laughs) that was so hard for me to be like what did I do to deserve you, you know, not talking to me for a day or two days or, you know, sometimes even as much as like two weeks. So that was crazy. That was crazy to me. And I think another thing that's important is sometimes these relationships steal your sense of your comfort and security and in a way that makes you feel like paranoid or crazy. So not necessarily like your actual security. I mean, some situations that might be the case, but for me, it was kind of like my emotional security and those Mm -hmm. things I felt. I didn't feel that anymore because I kind of felt crazy. He like, you know, made me feel like it's gaslighting, right? Catherine touched on this. Like, you know, you, there's something you're allowed to be upset if someone did something that's, that hurt you or Mm -hmm. I don't know, like you can validate those feelings. And I struggle with that all the time, even to this day. So, you know, I'm not really the one to say that, but you're allowed to be upset. And if, you know, if you want to have that healthy conversation and talk about things and that person maybe doesn't want to hear it or makes you feel like, a, I don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't make any sense. Or maybe they turn the conversation to, to say, well, but you did this type of thing, or to 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 skirt the blame. I think that was a huge thing for me because I'm like, what are you talking about? Like narcissistic. I worked. I mean, I feel like I. <laughs> I feel like I worked my ass off to be like this perfect girlfriend or whatever. And obviously, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that, but. You know, you work so so much. Yeah, you work so hard for it. And then for them to like, for my instance, I've been cheated on too a few times in this this relationship. And it's like, I would say, damn, it kind of hurt me that you did that. And then you'd be like, whoa, you did this. And I'm like, that doesn't even. For being cheated on? Yeah. 
Like, it doesn't oh. even equate. Like, it wasn't even the same. It was absolutely insane. And the fact that I'm laughing about it now, you guys, I've come up with really... a They have a funny sense of humor, let's just say. <laughs> we do, we really if, do. if they start bursting out in laughter, don't be alarmed. It's just some coping mechanisms, and I'm I'm on board, but yeah. <laughs> they're really unhealthy coping mechanisms. If you see a therapist or anything, they'll tell you they're unhealthy, but this is kind of... <laughs> This is kind of how we deal with it. So I'm laughing, but it actually, there's it pain. Hurts. It hurts. There's feeling yes. behind this. Pain. Yes. So understand that if you feel this way, People laugh laughing sometimes. about it. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, uh, yeah. You laugh I do that you get a shot at the doctor's. Yeah. Like that. like <laughs> you laugh you at your own it. pain. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. If you're feeling this way, you're not laughing. That's normal. Okay. This is yeah. not normal. Um, <laughs> we're working on it though, ladies and gentlemen. So anyway, I think... Where was I at? So there's like just in my relationship, there was just so many specific highs and lows, um, a lot of control. Um, jealousy is a huge trademark of abusive relationships. Like, honestly, I think mm, control yeah. falls into the whole like isolation factor. I, you mentioned it. I'm going to mention it again. Yeah. There was if I regret anything most. I mean, obviously, I regret a few things. But again, I still see the positives now, which I'll talk about later. But mm. Um, I think it would be letting go of some friendships or just letting this person be my whole world, if you will. Like, mm-hmm. just... Losing yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like, losing my friendships or not necessarily losing them. I still have them. But, you know, just really getting out of touch and just letting this person make me feel like he was the only one who would love me or whatever that bullshit is. Like, that's A, not true. And B, try your hardest, like, not to lose your friendships and let that happen because you should have relationships outside of... Um, your partner or whatever. I mean, obviously, like, friendships and things like that. And that's, that's how you roll. But anyway, <laughs> tangent. So I just want to kind of just say, like, if you're a victim of this or you're relating to this in any sense, like, it took me a long time to think or, you know, come to this conclusion, but it's not okay. How they treat you is not okay. Mm-hmm. You're not at fault. Um, no matter you know, how you feel or how this person makes you feel, you're not at fault for it and you're worthy of being loved and you deserve happiness and respect, Mm -hmm. which is a huge thing that I'll talk about in just a second too. Um, Your partner is broken in some sense and you don't deserve to be broken because they are, right? So... Ooh, yeah, that's a good um, one. That's a really good one. That's hard to... Now saying that now, I only know... You only know what you know, right? So that's... These are all things that come from like being out of the situation, but I just wanted to remind you of those things and... Again, you're not you're not at fault. That's just so important to me. I think one of the main things that I think my family, um, they'll laugh at me for if they read if they hear this podcast, but like they really hated the guy. You know, I it was obvious that they he didn't treat me well and all these things and <laughs> my twins in the background and, and she's, like, she's just she's hanging like, out yes. and fist pumping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they really hated the guy. And I think something really important to note is no matter what my family or friends said to me and from the very minimal information that I shared with them, I was never going to change the situation unless it was my decision. And I think mm-hmm. in abusive relationships and things like that, like it's always so great. And I appreciated all my friends and family, like having their input or like, you know, trying to make me realize stuff. But at the end of the day, those comments aren't what made me leave this, this man. Like it was like having to come from a really deep sense of, I want more for myself. My self-respect has showed up to the game and it's different now. Like if you're on a different timeline or you don't know when that's going to like kick into action, be patient, keep working on things. I'll share a little bit about like what I did to kind of get me to that point. But 
you know, you really got to want it for yourself. So you're the only one that can do make those type of decisions. Also, I just want to add. So when on Halloween, Amber asked me all that stuff and everything. <laughs> she like asked for, you know, who was and everything. And I just told her he wasn't here. We, you know, split up. She kind of just knew. But then she goes, she said she was sorry. She apologized and everything. And she goes, but you know what? I'm actually going to break up with my boyfriend on Sunday. It's in my calendar. And she had planned it out so much. Like she was so certain of this feeling that she had planned it and put it in her Google calendar. You guys, I'm so tippy. It's not even funny. And so then it kind of was like, I was sad that day, but I was also like, my whole life changed that day because I just knew I was about to have this single bitch next to me and it just went game over. So I'm getting strong. Just so you know. I'm going to derail this conversation just to touch on that for a little bit because I think that's so important to the healing and me feeling prepared to do this conversation because I think your relationship was a long time, so was mine. I think feeling ready to have this conversation, obviously I put it in my Google calendar, so... Type A psychopath right there. I knew I was going to do it, but like having that conversation with you on, you know, that day I saw you and hearing that you had broken up with your boyfriend or whatever, it was just like, okay, I can do this. Like, I'm going to have a single friend. Mm-hmm. We haven't been as close in the past, but like, we're going to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think it is New really chapter. important. Yeah, it's really important to, if you don't have a bunch of single friends, you know, it's just still possible, but I'm going to tell you it was easier having, having calf around yeah. to kind of just like work through the feelings or the, the dating apps, if you will, which is hilarious to me still. No, we never did that, but it's just interesting. Later, later, later. I mean, we'll we'll touch on that in just a little bit, but I just wanted to, I have a few more things I want to share with you guys because I just think it's important, but um, there's a few, I've been writing notes about this for a long time, and there's a few things. I never really wanted to talk about this because I was kind of embarrassed about it. I think I was always that friend that people would come to or, like, feel comfortable telling their problems to. Or mm-hmm. I always want to take care of other people. That's just really how I function. So, um, for me, you know, it was embarrassing for me to, like, want to help people and then have this, like, behind-the-scenes really bad yeah. shit that was happening. And no one knew about it. They really didn't. And so, you know, I, I mean, I've shown examples or texts or whatever. And it's hard for people not to laugh because it's just wild. It's honestly wild. And I laugh now, too, because A, trauma response, and B, it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. But I think it was embarrassing for me to talk about it. And I think the one thing I found is being able to talk about it and validating my feelings, which I've never been good at, um, mm-hmm. has really helped me stop being the victim and, like, take power over the situation, if you will. So... Anyway, all that aside, I just want to point out a few things that if you're, you know, looking into your relationship or like, uh, you know, Googling things, that's another thing. Um, it's a total tangent once again. Um, I found myself realizing that things were kind of bad when I started Googling things. And that sounds so stupid and silly, but like, I didn't want to tell my friends. I didn't want to talk to my family. Obviously, I wasn't talking to my significant other because, you know... I was accustomed I think that's a to supernatural response. Right. Even for like the silly, like silly things like why do I have diarrhea for 3 days? Like you ask Google, <laughs> you're not going to ask like whoever is around you. Yeah, no sh- no shame in no the Google shame. history, yeah. okay? Yeah. No, I think it, that's a healthy outlet especially if you're not ready to tell your friends and family, but I think when it started to hit me as when I knew it was wrong or yeah. when that's you know, a sign like, I guess you were yeah. saying. When like, I was on sign. my way to to leaving or figuring out what I wanted. That was something I noticed as I started Googling, like, why did my significant other do this mean thing or whatever? 
Um, and how do I act differently or all these things like, mm. A, it's not your fault. B, like that's just, this, it's just So that was what you were reading was like, this is not your fault. This is an abusive relationship. Right. Like well, what you were seeing was telling you that? Yes. Mixed sides. So there's actually two sides to that. So I want to make sure y'all, if you're reading the same stuff I read, be careful. Um, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that were like, hey, you're in an abusive relationship, all this stuff and like really validated how I was feeling. But then there's also people that were like, well, what did you do? Or what's your pol- your part to play in stuff? And that's hard because your partner's already telling you, you know, or trying to change your intuition and be like, well, yeah, trying to that's not you. what happened. Or like, mm-hmm. what actually upset you? Or what did I say? Or gaslighting, right? So when someone else random on the internet is like, well, I don't know. What did you do? Like, that's really not helpful. So I don't totally disencourage, if that's a word, um, Googling Dis- stuff. Discourage. discourage. Hello. Oh my God. Okay. Um, discourage Googling stuff. I think it was like a first step for me to realize that I was like kind of looking inward, but not everything you read on the internet obviously is real. So <laughs> yeah. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. But, but if you're but, searching for an external source to kind of figure out what this means, like that's a good sign. That's it's like a your good subconscious, sign. like telling yeah. you like, wake up, ho. Yeah. Like, open your eyes, you know? Because I would still justify to my friends and family. Like, no, no, no. Like, I did this, though. That's why he mm-hmm. did this crazy, mm-hmm. horrible, mean, or said these horrible, mean things. My my twin sister is literally rolling her eyes on me in the background, so you know I'm telling <laughs> the truth. You know I'm telling the truth. Um, But it's just wild, and you just don't really know when you're in the situation. So I, a few yeah. things that you can, like, look out for, I guess, that I've some noted. Some flags, you could say. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And a lot of these I've experienced, some of them not so much, but I just... I just got obsessed with researching stuff, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so name calling, your partner should never name call you, okay? Just straight up. That's it. So like what is that? Like calling you like a bitch Yeah, or like a bitch. Cunt is a horrible word. I hate that word. I can't believe I just said that on air. Um, <laughs> or just like calling you crazy or even um, minor things. Like that's stupid or I don't even know. There's been such a range. Like it's just wild. Like the things that are super negative or you wouldn't want to call someone that you love that should not come out of their mouth. Yeah. Like okay. they, they don't have to exactly be like derogatory terms. They don't need to be like bitch, cunt, like like dumbass. Like they could literally just be like regular adjectives that could still hurt you, like being overly sensitive or yep. being dramatic. Like you're stupid. Or, or being like, yeah, stupid. Like those still or, hurt. Mm-hmm. Like that those, comment was dumb. Those or... can still feel like an attack straight to your character. And it's not, it doesn't have to be like so straightforward, like clear. Like you're being a, like a dumb, like overreactive, like crazy girlfriend. Like it could just be like, you're like it could be like you're not enough like they they can still be subtle and still hurt just as th- deep mm-hmm. as the very derogatory tone I think anything anything that comes out of your partner's mouth that kind of comes at your character who you are and you get your hurt feelings by that's what I'm talking about yeah. like yeah. anyway I I mean I'm sure if you've been in a situation you know what I'm talking about so there's no I hope dictionary that definition of it there's no like if it feels textbook. like an attack to your character then it's it, an attack mm-hmm. it probably is yeah um okay so another thing would be attempting to make you question your own memory perception or sanity so that's gaslighting ladies and gentlemen like that's what it is and I think for me now I still really struggle with that I remember having a conversation with my twin sister the other day just kind of talking about my feelings and um I remember she asked me like oh like what did I say and out of like a trauma response I like shut down and like couldn't think of it because I was so used to being you know, having my feelings come out and then being like, no, 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 like, that's bullshit or whatever, like, all these different things, so... I just looked up gaslighting, sorry, really quick. The definition, because I think it is used a lot 
of ways that are not actually what the term means these days. Mm -hmm. So gaslighting, the definition is manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. Okay, so that's gaslighting. And I think there's a lot of trauma that can be put behind that. And I think today I'm still working through those feelings of validating myself and not having this like shutdown response of if you question why I'm hurt, I don't know. Because that, that's that's my response right now. So I'm working through like how to, when someone questions it, and not in a malicious way, mm-hmm. I think more so like what can I do better? Uh, I have a trouble just answering that or like addressing it. So I think if your partner, you know, if they did something wrong or hurt you or whatever, and maybe they don't actually remember what happened or what they said, but I think a good sign or a green flag, if you will, is if your partner like searches for reasons that maybe they could do something different. Or maybe they don't have to acknowledge what you said they did wrong or whatever. It's not he said, she said. But if they look to, like, find reasons to, to make you not feel that way or what like they do differently. Like, if I did this, would this be better? Or would yeah. you feel better if I did this instead of, like, wah, wah, you did this. Like, how can I Yeah, kind of thing? That's, that's like, thing. super healthy. That's, like, a if you're in that spot. It just speaks Hell to yeah. the character of the man, too. It's, like, or the woman and everything like that. Like, if they are confident in it enough within themselves to, like, own up to, like, hey, I'm not you know, bringing enough to the table to support this my partner's feelings and everything like that, I can step it up. Like, it's not a personal attack to them. They don't ever take it personally. They're like, mm-hmm. how can I help? Like, you, you just know now it's, it's, it's actually black and white when it comes to character like that. It, mm-hmm. You shouldn't question someone's intentions because of the, their, their words, or you should. Is that the thing? I don't know. I feel like if, yeah. uh, if you're in that situation and someone comes yeah. at you and says you hurt their feelings, like, how would you react, right? Like, it's you hard. Fa- your ego Oops. always comes in. <laughs> Rose quartz down. I dropped my crystal, we everyone. Need to, we need a recipe. Um, oh. You know, if you were in that situation, like, how would you react or how would you want to support them and things like, hopefully you wouldn't want to be defensive. Maybe if that's the case, then, you know, there's other things that Jesus you could Christ. think about or whatever. But anyway, I'm going off a tangent, so I'm going to get back on track. Um, another thing that could be a red flag is invading your privacy. That was huge for me. Um, I was mm. cheated on, I think a total of one, two, three, four times in this relationship. Wow. And y'all are probably looking at me like that bitch is dumb. And I'm no, now, no, 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 no. no. I'm going to laugh about it They're because not. hindsight, I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. But also no, like, no, I'm going to tell you, there's so much many, there's so many more layers to it. So if you are in this people situation, relate than are thinking you're dumb, I'm definitely, yeah. Not. So if you're in this situation, know that I've been there and there's other people. And if you have a friend that's maybe in this situation. Haven't said what, eight different women within their relationship? Not eight times you cheated on, but eight women within their relationship. Yes. Yeah. So shit happens. Yeah. Maybe if you're in, you're not in the situation, but you have a friend who's been through it. Like, just know, just just know that it's not as black as white for them as it is for you. Okay? Yeah. Um, Let's see what else I got to do. So uh, lack of empathy, that's a big trigger for people who you know, just kind of are a culprit for making these type of abusive relationships. I don't really need to go into that. I think it's self-explanatory. Objectification. I really want to touch on this and I need to make the comment again. If I'm triggering you right now, I'm sorry. Um, But I think this is really important to share. This kind of, for me, relates to a a sexual abuse Mm -hmm. that not everyone has experienced or maybe it's not as big of a population, but... This is something for me that really fucked me up. For lack of a better words, it still fucks me up. It did. All these things. So I think there's a lot of different levels of abuse. Like I mentioned before, it's not always physical. It doesn't look like a black guy. All these things. For me, this is the one thing that came out of my uh, relationship that's left like a really permanent stain, if you will. I think 
the emotional stuff, name calling and manipulation and controlling me and all those things, I was able to overcome that pretty quickly because my friendships were still there. Mm -hmm. I was able to recover knowing that like I'm not a bitch or all these things that he called me. Right. And maybe that's not as easy for you, but like that was my case. But I think the thing for me that really fucked me up was this sexual assault, if you will, honestly. And it's hard to say that. And I still kind of struggled saying that right now because I was in this relationship, I made this commitment, you know, a lot of people, how do I say this? A lot of people think that like a healthy sex life is a really important part of relationship, which Mm -hmm. I would agree with at this time. I don't, I don't know how high that is in my priorities, but, um, part of having sex is, you know, you want, you want, have to want to both parties. Yes. And not because your, your partner is pressuring you into it. I think coercion in itself is abuse. And I'm going to say that again. Coercion is abuse. And I fell victim to this every day for a very long time. And I'm going to not cry, guys. If you, if you don't want to, and that's not what you, you don't have to, okay? You don't owe that to your partner. I always thought I would hear, you know, my friends' relationships and they'd be like, oh, you know, our sex life is great or we have sex like every day or yeah. three times a week or whatever. And if that's not what you're feeling, you don't have to do that. Listen you don't owe that. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't owe that. And I think honestly for me, not wanting to was a sign. Yeah. Like your, your body will physically reject someone, even if it is your long-term partner or someone that you are claiming you're in love knows, with everything that your body will reject them. Like it'll either, it'll hurt, like it'll actually be physically painful when you do, have sex with them or you'll you'll dry up or like it'll just like actually hurt not because it's like it's too deep or it's something or like afterwards. that like yeah like afterwards like yeah. your your ph levels will get thrown off like it's UTIs. actually like, <laughs> no actually like you'll your body you will reject it after like emo- yeah. emotional like sex. especially like another sign is i know it's really hard for a woman to focus on like orgasming or getting checked in during sex and everything like that but if you're constantly checked out thinking about when the laundry is going to be done or when or this is over what are we going to have for dinner <laughs> yeah. like next the next day or like thinking about schoolwork if you're not like in it when you're he's in it like <laughs> then that's a sign in all its Start own like, thinking you're not, about it's, it's not mutual anymore like yeah like you should be wanting to have passionate like love every single time you know it should yeah. You can disregard the quickie and everything that, but like, you know, no. It's a choice. And coercion, again, I'm going to say, is abusive. So if you, it's so, that's, nor- so what does that look like? Can you, like, yeah, like absolutely. It? Let me go into that. So I think um, it's normal for your sex drive to kind of go up and down in life. Yes. I mean, yes, circumstantially, yes, 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 yes. all those things. If you're not always on the exact same page as your partner, that's okay. I mean, I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not saying like you're not sexually compatible all the time because that just yeah. fucking happens. I mean, like, if your partner is, in my experience, it wasn't withholding sex, but that could be one of them. If they're, you know, um, manipulating or like making physical intimacy like the main pillar of your relationship. Um, and, and what I mean by that is, say, like, if I didn't want to have, sex that day or be intimate in that way i would either get the cold shoulder for the whole night which was fucking shitty or that that person would leave for the like literally leave my house and that was so embarrassing to me because it's like i said no and i tried to have self-respect and i knew my fucking vagina did not want it like it was dry as hell that shit hurt at that point and i was like i don't want this all these things if i didn't say yes 
that person would leave my house and go make other plans or just like not talk to me for a few days. And that was so humiliating to me. And that person was very, a lot of partner partners, not just the person I was with are very good at manipulating the situation and making you feel like, well, that's a huge part of relationship and you're not doing your part by like wanting to be, yeah. Like you're not doing your part for me all the time. Yeah. Just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean that they're entitled to, intimacy 24 7 like sometimes you you guys just aren't on the same schedule like and you have to respect that like if you're horny and your partner's not sorry bitch like you're gonna have to go to go go masturbate in the shower yeah like you're gonna have to do it yourself like you (laughs) need to respect your partner's boundaries no matter what no matter how you know riled up you are and like how much how frustrated you are anything that like honestly a foundation is that you just have to respect your partner's boundaries physically mentally sexually Emotionally, like, and, and sexual abuse can happen within a relationship, a committed yeah. relationship. Yeah. Just because you're in a relationship does not mean you're entitled to it 24-7. No. Ever. And I yeah. think that was the thing for me is when I, I think the first time I realized what I was in was like really bad. I knew I was in an emotionally abusive relationship. And at the time I was like, I'm strong enough for this. Yeah, yeah. I told myself every excuse in the book. I thought sometimes it was me, whatever. But I think the first time I realized I need to get the fuck out of here was when one of my best guy friends mentioned to me, I kind of brought something up along these lines of this whole sexual manipulation, everything. And he just kind of looked at me and was like, I don't know. I've never, I can't explain the look he gave me, but <laughs> it was like, that's not okay type of thing. And I was like, what do you mean? That's not okay. Yeah, like, like from a guy saying that, like, what do you mean? Is that like, not yeah. Normal? And like, this guy was my, guys? still is yeah. and was my best friend at the time. So it's like someone who cares about me, who's opposite gender who doesn't just want to use me as an object for sex right like him validating that I guess was important for me maybe that's not how you discover this but I'm just saying um that was kind of when I realized and started to look at like me saying no and that being an issue and I remember having countless conversations and wanting to change this person all these things it's so true you can't change a person and no matter how much you want to and there was even a point in our relationship where we went to couples counseling and stuff together you know that's crazy, but you can't change a person. You really can't. So as long as, you know, you really focus on yourself and all these things, the pieces kind of come together. And so I'm kind of ranting on, but I want to get to a few other things real quick. I just wanted to touch on if you are in this relation or in a sort of relationship like this, or you've been in one, or maybe you know someone who is, these are just a few things that I've come to the conclusion of. And I just want everyone to know, um, first remember that you didn't do anything wrong. So I always used to find myself kind of questioning what I was doing or if it was my fault, things like that. Uh, You didn't do anything to deserve this. You're deserving of love and happiness and all these things. You know, it's not your fault. No one deserves to be insulted, berated about what you were doing or, you know, ashamed of things or or abused in general about, you know, decisions you make that are totally healthy and normal. It's just called living your separate life out of someone's control. So, you know, you didn't do anything wrong, okay? Um, Another thing is... This is pretty important to me, too, because it took me five long years to realize this, but it's okay if you aren't ready to leave right now. Um, But ask yourself why you're not. And I think for me, I knew for maybe the last two years of my relationship that I this is not what I wanted for my whole life. Like it was so exhausting. Like, yeah, there was good parts. Sure. Whatever. That's how you stay. Right. But I didn't want to marry this person or have like a whole life and future with them. That's just not it. So I idealized it and I stayed. But 
I wasn't ready at the time. And no matter what anyone said to me, friends or family, things like that, I wasn't ready. And no matter what you said, I had to make that decision. And eventually I got there. So if you are friends or maybe that's you in the situation, just know that it'll come, but it has to come from you or you won't stick with it. You'll go right yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's where you're at right now and you aren't ready to do that, why aren't you? And that's a loaded question. That's a loaded question Forces for me. me to go inward. Yeah, exactly. And for me, that was the idea of leaving was so overwhelming. Like you, Calf, I didn't want to be alone. I hadn't been along, alone in like five years. That was just wild to me. Um, it was it was just too overwhelming. I wasn't ready to do it at that time. There was a lot of life changes and medical things for me. I just wanted that security blanket. And just know like that's okay. I'm not saying your situation is okay, but to not be ready right this second when you're listening to this or whatever, that is how you feel. I want you to validate that, but really focus on why are you not right now and then work towards a solution to kind of like combat, 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 <laughs> why you feel that way. Um, for me, that was um, therapy, to be honest. I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I think a lot of people, sorry, I have an itch. Um, a lot of people in past generations have kind of put like a social stigma on those who see a therapist or like weak or whatever that looks like. And for me, I've always found a lot of empowerment in that. And I've been to therapy like four times, guys. So I don't know. Not that I'm like the most amazing person ever, but I really have found a lot of peace in therapy. So I've also went to therapy. Yeah, I was I was one of those um what was it called? what's it called skeptical skeptics 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 of like therapy. I just thought like why would I pay this someone to tell me exactly what I want to hear? Like why would I pay for someone? I couldn't just have a friend or something like that. But obviously I wasn't reaching out to friends. Mm-hmm. And then I went to therapy after everything happened and holy shit changed my fucking life. And now I know I don't need it because <laughs> I'm fine. But I still want to go. Like I still want to go, and I think it can help you even when you aren't in a tough position mm-hmm. in life. Like. I think everyone should go through therapy. Yeah. Even people that are like high on life, thinking yep. life's beautiful every damn day. This like, girl. <laughs> like you should still go. Like you should still go just to like better understand, just to better be um, emotionally aware, mm-hmm. um, I think emotionally intelligent. Like it benefits you so much just to have some, someone from a medium ground yeah. tell you Outside. and exactly. help you process your emotions. Like it's really thrilling. Like damn, I should be a therapist. No, not me. But like, <laughs> like therapists are not, you know, on the back burner here. Like they are like pillars of our society. Like they, like everyone should have their own God's personal. Th- yeah. Yes, they're doing God with praise. Anyways, I think okay. Yes. I'll take it from you. I think therapies. It's a good thing, right? You shouldn't feel embarrassed about going. I think we all are starting to get more comfortable with Gen Z millennials talking about therapy and prioritizing yes, mental therapy. health. Nothing we to be fucking love it. Of. So anyway, if you all care, I see a therapist once a week. It's freaking amazing. It's the highlight of my week. It's a Monday because Mondays are the worst. But I think it's really important for me and for my, in your, your relationship. I mean, we're on the same timeline right now. Like it's really only a few months ago. I don't know. We're creeping up. two weeks apart. (laughs) Yeah, it's really close. And so like I'm still working through things. I plan to keep seeing my therapist. I will for the near future. I think one thing that, you know, really pushed me besides trying to get out of this relationship was finding myself carrying a lot of these, like, not complaints, if you will, because they're valid, but, like, trying to make sure that I am not damaging other relationships in my life besides this, like, significant other because that, I mean, that's just, 
I don't even know how to explain that. It's just clouding everything because of one person. Instead of dealing with the root cause, you're just going to carry it into everything else. That's just so tough. Like and poisoning other parts of your life from this like poison from yeah. your heart. Like, and I think the conversations the conversations I have with my friends and family now, just seeing a therapist regularly and all those things, like mm-hmm. they're just so much more meaningful. And I'm a deep conversationist as it is. So, yes. you know, whatever. And, but I... And I know that therapy isn't for everyone or you keep, maybe you don't have access. And so I just kind of yeah. want to, I think for the longest time, my biggest barrier to therapy was my insurance company, health insurance or whatever. They didn't prioritize mental health. So finding a counselor, let me stress this, the right counselor, because if you see the wrong counselor, it's pretty much the same shit as not seeing one at all. Okay. So really do you your research. Your therapist, right? That's what yeah. they say. Yeah. yeah. So it took me forever. My biggest barrier was, I, go, I don't have enough time to like look for one and find compatibility and yada, 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 yada. I get that, homegirl, I get it. But there's a lot of things that you can do healthily to kind of like start this journey on your own and then be ready when, you know, when you can take the time or find um, that therapist. So for me, that was like going to the gym or journaling, not like the typical sense of journaling, but like I wrote letters to everyone in my life, not everyone, but a lot of people. Um, And most of them I did not share with everyone. I think the the only letter I shared was with my father and it's a totally different story, but and everything else was just an internal thing where I was had so much thoughts in my brain. I didn't want to talk to everyone else, but that was I needed to get it out. So I wrote it down, Cathar- and cathartic. that was yeah a really healthy way for me to start. It's kind of like starting therapy without seeing a therapist. So if you can't see a therapist, don't have the means That's or the money, great, yeah, everything, start writing letters to people that you think mm-hmm. have for you impacted you or you impacted them or vice versa, and just start you even burn somewhere. it after. Yeah, that's really like, empowering. Get it out, burn it. I've done that. That's super great. So <laughs> anyway, whatever it looks like for you, maybe it's painting or writing or working out or whatever. Some, do it. Start yeah. somewhere if you can't do therapy, but I highly encourage that. Um, and then two more things, and I'll just kind of wrap this shit up. Um, I wasn't in a physically abusive relationship, but if you are or that know someone who has, if you're physically afraid for your well-being, please, please, please reach out to a national domestic um, you know, abuse hotline, domestic violence hotline, please make sure that your safety comes first. A lot of these things I'm encouraging you, we all are, to, to seek healthy relationships and things like that. But if you're physically scared, try and make the necessary steps to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, okay? And I know that's hard to do and you don't want your other person to know and all these things, but please, I, I just can't stress that enough. Um, and then lastly, I think treatment after the relationship is over so I'm out of the situation now and I'm thankful for that I'm also thankful for a lot of the things that that relationship taught me okay so I don't want to sit here and be the victim or let that person control the rest of my life path right so I could grieve over Mm -hmm. it cry a few days maybe a few weeks in my instance it was a lot longer than that but you know validate your feelings Mm -hmm. and then feel the feelings start working on what's next for me again that was therapy but if it looks different for you, that's fine. But once you leave this relationship, just know that your healing process and getting over that, it's not over. That's the beginning. It's not a linear so journey. That was the first step Ups and that's and probably one of the hardest steps. Mm-hmm. But keep going. Keep working on yourself and try and find yourself. I'm still in the midst of that. I look to this girl right here to kind of, you know, show the way, if you will. We just kind of talk back and forth and FaceTime and all the time. But there's so much to learn from each other. And one more thing, I keep saying that. If you or yourself, actually, more so if your friend is in one of these situations or you think that they are, or maybe your relationship hasn't been strong in a while because of a new relation, their new relationship or something, or I don't know, something seems off, reach out to them 
Mm. I think that were some of the, those were some of the most important moments to me is for me to feel comfortable leaving my situation or feeling comfortable to talk about it was when people let me know that they cared about me because this person made me feel like they were the only one who cared about me and that I wasn't going to be okay without them. But if you reach out to these friends, maybe it's just a, hey, I'm thinking about you, let's get coffee, or maybe just, hey, I miss you, or whatever it is. Just let them know they're not alone. That's it. And maybe if you do, I don't know, if you don't want to talk about it, I guess, you know, that's fine too, or you're not that close. But that's a huge step in, in getting, you know, the first steps of healing for leaving abusive relationships. So anyway, I'm going to hop off my soapbox, but just know if you're in this type of relationship or you've been there before, or maybe sometime in your life you experience this, you're not alone. I'm so sorry that you're going through this. Um, You are loved by so many other people other than the person that has made you feel this way. And there are so much greater things to come beyond this. So anyway, I love you. I'm shooting you love right now. Okay. Girl talk. Girl talk. (laughs) Thank you for being willing to share all of that. Yeah. Yes, actually. No, absolutely. Because it's not it's not easy, it's not pretty, it's not like it's fucking real shit that hurts a lot. And I think that just says a lot about you and like your character. And that you're willing to share it. And it's not like it was years and years ago. Like, it was pretty mm-hmm. recent. And I think that's yeah. really, like, brave and super just yeah. great and noble of you to be willing to share that. And I think, uh, you know, part of my I was embarrassed to share these things right before, like I mentioned. But the moment I started um, kind of feeling differently about this was talking about it. And I know yeah. that for everyone... It's not the time to talk about it, but again, start journaling, doing all these things yeah. so you are ready. But the moment I started talking about it, validating my feelings, I keep saying that because that's so important, and then taking that like victim mentality out of it and owning that and turning mm-hmm. it into something mm-hmm. beautiful where I take away the power from that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not so doing it important. to you. Mm-hmm. So now I can talk yeah. about it here today. I haven't cried, which is absolutely amazing. Totally um, normal, by the way. <laughs> it's not because you're like feelingless and emotionless and like, it's just because you tough, girl. You, you grown, yeah. you grown. From yeah, it. but I think it's I've taken the power back, right? And it's yeah, kind yeah. of a little empowering. Yeah, 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 and so yeah, yeah. now here I am. No, that's the thing. It, that's what it is. It's like th- when you're done with the victim mentality in any aspect of your life, you're taking back your own empowerment. Because mm-hmm. nobody's fucking making you do anything. Like nobody's making you be this. Nobody's making you be that. Like mm-hmm. you're not small. You're not weak. You're not this. Like you're fucking owning it. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so great about being able to share. Like you've owned your story and you're able, now you're able to share and hopefully help other people. Yeah. And that means that, that only is possible when you accept all the parts, even the, the scary parts, the sad parts, the shitty parts, embarrassing parts. Like you're owning all of that. You're not the victim and you're here to share. Like that's what's super yeah. empowering. So. And everyone's journey looks different. So if you're not on the same page as Kaf or myself or yeah. anyone you know, that's okay. Like give yourself grace. Yeah. And yeah, focus exactly. on yourself, and yeah. I'm still working through some shit, mm-hmm. okay? Like, mm-hmm. I do not have my shit together. I'm not preaching to you or on my soapbox right now. I just yeah. said that, but that's not really what's going on. Like, I'm sharing my experience because I want people to know who've been in the same situation or feel like there's You're no not hope. Alone. Because yeah. I've been there, there is. And it's an ongoing process. You know, I'm still working on myself, but I don't know. I just, if there's anything that you relate to this or, like, start looking inward and feel like there's things that you could possibly be doing... Listen to it. You're mm-hmm. not wrong. When I Listen had that back intuition. of my thing, yeah, it's it's so true. You know that quote, you guys. <laughs> it says that gut feelings are guardian angels. Yes. 
And I'm about to print that out and explode it on a 24 by 36 print, frame it, and put it in my bedroom because that is the most truest thing that I have ever heard, okay? I'm not even because I'm a little tipsy, but because it's actually true. Because even though you may not feel like you have the best, um, what's that called? Intuition or the best, you know, what's that called? Instincts. Um, <laughs> like your gut feeling always is your advocate. Has your back. Yeah, has your back throughout the whole way from start to beginning, baby to old Such lady. That's why, that's why I started start. Googling things. That was my intuition. Start to finish, start to finish because yeah, yeah. You, you know it deep down. And maybe, I don't know if it's your heart. No, it's your gut speaking. Yeah. And, but your heart and your mind is playing tricks on you. Yes. I'm like, my gut, my gut has IBS, so yeah. I don't know if I'm going to listen to that bitch. But it's like pulling you different directions and everything. But really, though, like, you know what's right, whether you don't think you're as emotionally intelligent or emotionally aware as you think you are. Like, your gut knows. Yeah. It's always going to advocate for you. It's always going to, you know... Be on your team. You. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, and this is some, maybe some truth y'all already here, but if you're listening to this podcast and you start thinking about your relationship and you relate to a few things and you're starting to think about these topics that we're talking about, <sighs> I hate to break it to you, that's your intuition, right? Like if you are in now. a really healthy relationship, you won't kind of think these things. You'll maybe think about other people or I don't know. Maybe there might be some little nuggets that you kind of take from this and think about your own relationship, but it won't really affect you in the way that I'm talking about right now. So if that's really where you're at right now, listen to yourself. Like if this is, the, you need a sign, like this is a sign. Take the sign. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. really powerful all literally all of that was super super powerful and impactful and i just want to thank you guys again so much for being willing to share and hopefully just being like open open to share the the shitty parts of life so that other people can you know relate and learn and grow from it i think that's really great so thank Sending you all kisses okay Thanks for tuning in to Acting My Age podcast with me, Rohini Elise. See you next week.